So if you have your Bibles, you can open up to 1 Corinthians 12. Again, I wanted to, to give a message today that would be fitting for the celebration that we have. As I said, it's going to be a, a shorter message today than we normally would because I want to spend more time celebrating all of you and recognizing the different ministries. But I certainly don't want to neglect that whenever we come together, it's an opportunity for us to be in God's word and to share uh, that with each other. So 1 Corinthians 12. Now, just to give you a little context of the Corinthian church, Paul writes two letters, the first and second Corinthians. And there's a possibility that, that many scholars think he possibly written a third letter and he might have even written a fourth letter to the Corinthian church. And what that tells us is the fact that Paul is continually writing these letters is there's some real issues going on in the church at Corinth. They've got some serious theological problems and they've got some problems with church unity. Uh, and Paul is writing these letters to address the, the misthinking that has happened and, and how to correct them and to get them back in the right direction and how to, to put them in a spot where as, as brothers and sisters, they can love each other the way that Christ wants us to. Uh, and so first chapter 12 has all kinds of confusion about spiritual gifts. That these gifts are, are, are given to some people and not given to others. And, and, and people are like, well, why do you have this gift? And I don't have that gift. And they're upset about it. And because of the pagan culture around them, they're also struggling with how are these gifts being used? Are they being used in a proper method to honor the Lord? So, so chapter 12 specifically, Paul is addressing the issue of spiritual gifts and how they should be realigned to God's thinking. So chapter 12, verses one through three, he says, now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. So he says, first off, these gifts come by the Spirit. They come by the way of Jesus Christ. That anything that you've been given have been given by him. And any other false prophet or God that comes along and promises something, those guys are liars. It is only through Jesus and through the power of his Holy Spirit that we have what we have. And so then he goes on in verse 4 to list a whole bunch of different kinds of gifts. He says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them and all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given the spirit, the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another, the interpretation of those tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he gives them each one just as he determines. So he says, guys, listen, you're arguing about who has what gifts. And he says, there's all kinds of different gifts. 
But it's the same spirit who is giving all of those different gifts. There is only one Lord. There is only one Savior. And you're spending so much time arguing and complaining about this and that and who has this and I want that and this is better and that one's better. And he says, you're missing the whole point of all of this. Paul is saying there is a beautiful unity that exists in our diversity. That God has crafted each one of us differently and unique. But out of that difference, we are bonded under the headship and the blood of Jesus Christ. So there's not competing factions here. It's not you against me or me against you. It's not this group and that group. It's not this person's up here and this person's down there. We're in this together. And what does he say there in verse 7? What's its purpose? Its purpose is for the common good. What you do is going to benefit me. And what I do is going to benefit you. And what you and I do together is going to benefit God's kingdom. And he says, that's, that's, why, that's why I made the church the way that it is. That's why I made you so different. And so there's this mutual togetherness that you and I share. And so in 12 through 30, and I'm not going to read all of that, but he talks about the body. And he says, we need to look at the church just like our body and how every different part serves a different function. But collectively together, we work best when we're all working together. That, that if one part of the body suffers, everything suffers. Right? So, so when I stub my big toe, the rest of my body feels it. If I can't breathe, the rest of my body feels it. So he makes this analogy. He says, if you don't do your part, everyone else suffers. And so as a church, what happens? We complain. We go, I wish, wish I was like that person. Man, they're so gifted. So talented. I wish I was like them. I can't do anything. I'm just, it, whatever I do is so small, it's so insignificant. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I, can't, I can't preach like Adam. I, I can't sing like, like Dave. I can't hotwire a car like Dean. <laughs> right? And we spend so much time beating ourselves up about what we can't do when what the Spirit says, that's right. You can't do that. I can't sing. I can't do technology. I don't want to sit there and count all the money. Those are things that God has not gifted me to do. But God said, Adam, you are here and you are going to teach the word of God. And so when we sit there and we complain and we go, I can't, I can't, I can't. What Paul is telling us is you need to stop right there. You need to stop that type of mentality. Because if you have the spirit of Christ, then God has gifted you for his glory and kingdom.
And so if you're like, my gift is to sweep a floor and wipe a counter and chop some tomatoes, then by all means, you do that in the power of the Holy Spirit. And and if your gift is to sit with little kids and read them stories and just love on them, then through the power of the Holy Spirit, you do that. And if, if your gift is to sit with the brokenhearted, to sit with those who, who, need a, who need a shoulder to cry on, then you sit and you let them cry away in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because see, the spiritual gifts are not about the people who use them, but the spiritual gifts is about the one who gave them to us. And so when we've been called to the greatest commandment, which is to love our God and to love others and to go forward into this world, that's what those gifts are meant for. And so if you have the spirit, if you have professed a faith in Jesus Christ, then he has gifted you. He has called you to a purpose. And maybe it's up front and maybe it's behind the scenes and maybe it's short, maybe it's long, whatever it may be. But God has called you to a purpose. And so that's what we celebrate today. And when that purpose is lived out in a heart of love. Then we all benefit. And the unbelieving world gets to see how great our God is. Let's pray. Father, I pray right now that, Lord, there are many times where we wonder and we question, God, what do I do? What am I supposed to be? Where do I serve? Where do I fit in? But, Lord, we know the truth is that you've made us for a purpose, something bigger than ourselves. And I thank you for that. I thank you that I don't have to be something that you didn't make me. Because you love me and made me the way that I am. And so I praise you, Father, that we have value and meaning. Because you created us. And you made us for your glory. Amen.